Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 Radio. We're continuing our study in the book of Revelation, and today we are in chapter 16, a big chapter. It continues describing the seven bull judgments that we first learned about last time in Revelation 15, and it leads up to the very famous Battle of Armageddon. Let me start by reading the first verse of Revelation 16. Then I heard a loud voice from the temple telling the seven angels, go and pour out on the earth the seven bowls of the wrath of God. You know, Many modern folks have a hard time with the idea of God's wrath. Uh, I've heard people say, well, I, I don't believe in a God who judges. I just want you to know that God's existence and his character is not dependent upon what you may believe or disbelieve. Um, it's very clear. It's very clear in this first verse of Revelation 16, there are seven bulls these angels are going to pour out on earth full of the wrath of God. Other people say, I just don't want to hear about it. And that includes people listening to Catholic radio and watching Catholic Catholic TV. They, they may want not want to hear about these things. Or, lo and behold, a priest should preach a homily about God who will actually judge at the end of time. And they'll write a letter, dear bishop, please get rid of this horrible priest who dares to speak to us of God's judgment. No, that priest should be complimented and thanked because we do need to be warned. And that's what Revelation chapter 16 is doing. And these aren't myths. These aren't hyperboles. This is the wrath of God from the one who created the universe with his word is now pouring out his wrath on earth. But it says in the Bible, particularly 2 Timothy chapter 4, it says, for the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, I love that phrase, itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own likings. And it's a dangerous thing to have all the channels at your disposal, to have your favorite teacher. You know, you need to really be willing to listen to things that are hard to take. And the idea that God would judge at the end of time is hard to take. You know, one of the most famous accounts, historical accounts, in all of the Bible that's well-known by everyone from people in their 90s to children five years old. And I'm talking about Noah's flood. And, you know, really, Noah's flood is generally regarded as a rated G story. And we have, for kids, ark toys, a little plastic boat filled with smiling animals, kind of like a happy floating zoo. But in reality, the flood is R-rated for violence. And if you think of it, in the flood, and I know people today don't like capital punishment, 
But in the flood, God carried out capital punishment on every living person on earth, except for eight people who happened to be in the ark. And there's widely varying estimates, but on the low end, I've seen estimates of a few hundred million people that would have been alive then that were all experiencing the wrath of God. And you don't want to say, I don't want to hear about this. I don't want to believe in a God who judges because Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, everybody blew off the warnings. So shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. And, you know, I have in front of me a short piece from St. Faustina, and she says this, I am writing this at the command of God so that no soul may find an excuse by saying there is no hell or that nobody has ever been there or so no one can say what it is like. I, Sister Faustina, by the order of God, have visited the abysses of hell so that I might tell souls about it and testify to its existence. What I have written is but a pale shadow of the things I saw. But I noticed one thing, that most of the souls there are those who disbelieved that there is a hell. Most of the souls in hell disbelieved in its reality. They didn't want to hear about it. They didn't want to hear about God who would judge in wrath. You know, there comes a time God is patient. God is merciful. God is forgiving. God is loving. He will, anyone for anything will forgive you if you turn from your sin. But there comes a time two times, actually, one at the end of your life, which you don't know when it will end, and two at the end of time. And that judgment is very real, and it's as real as the flood that brought about capital punishment on those in the whole world. It's as real as what we're reading about in the book of Revelation. Now, I'm going to skip to the sixth bowl, because a lot of the first bowls are very similar to the trumpet judgment, which we've covered. They're simply more intense. Rather than a third of the waters being polluted, all of the waters being polluted, that type of thing. But the sixth bowl is particularly concerning to me, particularly at this point in our history, and if you're still reading newspapers or reading it on your tablet, this is actually current events. Let me start in verse 12 of Revelation 16. The sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates, and its water was dried up to prepare the way for the kings from the east. And I saw, issuing from the mouth of the dragon, that's Satan, and from the mouth of the beast, that's the Antichrist, and from the mouth of the false prophet, three foul spirits like frogs. They are demonic spirits performing signs who go abroad to the kings of the whole world to assemble them for battle on the great day of God Almighty. Lo, I am coming like a thief. Blessed is he who is awake, keeping his garments that he may not go naked and be seen exposed. And they assembled them at the place which is called in Hebrew, Armageddon. Now, here's my concern. It's a 
call to war that comes straight from Satan, the Antichrist, and the false prophet and demonic spirits that go out to gather the kings of the earth to battle. And that final battle in Hebrew is Armageddon, and we're going to do a special series on that so you know exactly what we're talking about here. But there's a key geographic marker for the region of the world where this is going to take place. It's the Euphrates River. Now, let me tell you three countries that border the Euphrates River, Turkey, Syria, and Iraq. And being an American, it doesn't escape me that the United States is directly involved in all three countries. Turkey, we have bases in. Syria, we're fighting a war with airplanes flying around with Russian airplanes, U.S. airplanes. I think the French have a few. Iran is bringing in some missiles and the Russians are bringing in some new missiles. And this is exactly where the book, and I'm not saying this is that, but this is why I'm concerned. And not only that, right next to this area, again, Turkey, Syria, and Iraq border the Euphrates River, but in the same region, you have Iran that some in the United States want to go to war with rather soon, Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, and Jordan. And the dispensationalists, that's the rapture at any moment, folks, kind of get excited over the prospects of Middle East war. They think, let's go fight, because they believe when the Battle of Armageddon occurs, uh, they will be long gone in their uh, unexpected rapture and will not be here to suffer through it. Um, That's not the case. So we need to be very careful about modern calls to war We need to be discerning and use wisdom and not just simply knee-jerk and say, yeah, we need to go and, you know, start another war somewhere around the Euphrates River, because at some point in history, it's going to result in the Battle of Armageddon. And you should just know that there are, according to the New Oxford Review, they're good folks on this, that some conservative Catholic periodicals have taken money from neoconservative foundations for their support of U.S. militaristic foreign policy. You heard me right. They've taken cash to promote wars in the Middle East. And I'm not, you know, pro-con any particular war at this point. I'm just saying with great caution, at some point in history, demonic forces are going to be gathering people for the Battle of Armageddon. And it basically says back in Revelation chapter 9, if you remember, that there's been angels ready since who knows when, maybe the beginning of time, that are bound at the great river Euphrates, or perhaps bound since the time of Christ. And once they're released, they're ready for a war. And it's been prepared the hour, the day, the month, and the year to kill a third of mankind. This is high-stakes stuff. And what you're reading about here in Revelation 16, 12 through 16, is the Battle of Armageddon. And as I mentioned last time, a lot of people don't get this, Revelation 15 through Revelation 20 is a unit. 
And in Revelation 20, we read about Gog and Magog and a great war and where the forces of the world surround the company of the saints and it's the final battle and Christ returns. That's exactly what's being described here. This is how all those forces get there. It's these demonic spirits go out from Satan, the Antichrist, and the false prophet. So what am I saying? I'm saying we should follow the Catechism of the Catholic Church. In paragraph 2309, it says, the strict conditions for legitimate defense by military force requires rigorous consideration. The gravity of such a decision makes it subject to rigorous conditions of moral legitimacy. And here in the United States, I think we have a great constitution that recognizes going to war is too important a decision to be left up to one man. Now, Congress has punted its responsibility and flipped the responsibility of going to war back to the president. And I don't care if you have a Democrat or a Republican, this is too big a deal for one man to decide. Because the United States Constitution in Article 1, Section 8 says, Congress shall have power to declare war. And rather than going to polls, here's my second suggestion, besides following the catechism, the Constitution, the third one, a very interesting, don't just go to public surveys, go to surveys of active duty military personnel and see what their views are. They should be carefully weighed. You've been listening to episode 112 of Luke 21 Radio on Revelation 16. I'm Steve Wood, your host. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. To learn more about biblical prophecy and to order copies of Luke 21 broadcasts, visit us online at luke21.com.